You are listening to Crosstalk. A safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and get ready for the show. Welcome everyone to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis, and I'm here with Sam Peterson, Stephen Ox, Danielle Sams. Welcome, guys. Uh, we had Danielle and Stephen on here today to talk a little bit about trauma and uh, project recovery. Danielle is the project recovery team lead, and Stephen is one of the crisis counselors over there. I know that uh, that's one thing. Trauma is a huge thing in recovery and mental health and PTSD because it affects different people are affected differently by different situations. Personally, a lot of my trauma was self-induced, the things that I did to myself. I haven't had anything that's really major that affected me, but I'm also really easygoing. I know that it's different for everybody, and this is an important topic. I know that in recovery, uh, a large portion of the people in recovery struggle with mental health issues and trauma in their past. So we wanted to have you guys on to kind of talk about what it is you guys do and, and, and trauma in general. Uh, Danielle? Yeah, so Project Recovery is actually a state initiative program um, that was created to uh, assist people that have been impacted by natural disasters as well as man-made disasters. And so in April of this year, we were actually in active deployment uh, assisting those individuals that were impacted by the uh, tornado from December 10th, 21. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, I've been out there a bunch going out to the uh, health department out there and it's terrible what's happened out there. And I know that's affected a lot of people, displacement, uh, physical injuries, um, dealing with the aftermath PTSD and and scared of storms in general now. Um, So it's really important what you guys do out there. Um, So you guys have like meetings and stuff. I saw that you have like support meetings and Mm -hmm. how are those going? People turning out. Um, now we are working in numerous areas. Uh, we are covering the westernmost counties that were impacted by the tornado. So I'm actually the uh, project recovery team lead for Mayfield and Graves County. Um, we have uh, Stephen and some other crisis counselors that are working in that area as well. But we also have Thelma Hunter is our team lead for Fulton and Casey and Clinton, the River Counties areas that were impacted, and then Leah Fonda is the team lead for Marshall County. And so in each of those counties, we have started um, just a weekly support group for community members, whether they were directly impacted and, say, lost their home or loved ones, um, but also people that may have worked in those communities that were impacted and now have lost their jobs, such as in Mayfield. Um, One of our uh, biggest plants um, that was in Mayfield that held a lot of jobs um, was taken out, and that was uh, the candle factory in Mayfield. And so I've talked with a lot of people that aren't uh, residents of Mayfield or Graves County, but they, because they've worked there or... Maybe they have a friend that, you know, was impacted. Um, They've had a secondary impact and they're interested in coming too or they've had questions. Um, And so along with the groups, the crisis counselors have 
uh, gone door to door, as we like to say, boots on the ground, just meeting people where they are in the community. Uh, they don't have to go to somewhere like a mental health facility. Um, we can come to them where they are, at their home, um, as well as we've set up at the Back to School Bash in Grace County that they held back in July, um, some other events. We did Camp Noah, assisted with that in Marshall County. Hopefully plans of doing Camp Noah and in other areas that were impacted. Um, and of course, with school starting back up, now we are looking maybe to get into some of the uh, schools and help, you know, assist the youth uh, with some yeah. of the, the impact that they've experienced. Because a lot of people think, well, that was in December. But anybody that has, you know, any mental health or has ever experienced a trauma, you understand it doesn't just go away because, you know, oh, well, we're eight months, you know, from that or, you know. Um, it, it's going to come because, like you brought up, you know, people, anytime there's a severe weather threat, what happens? Panic. Panic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that fear of is another tornado coming or I've actually talked with people that have kind of created that tornado from December 10th, like it's an actual being that can return because uh, they're like, is it coming back? Right. And I'm like, well, that that one can't come back um, because it, it was weather. So if that tornado yeah. is gone, is there a chance that we could have another tornado? Of course. We live in western Kentucky. We could have a tornado and snow in the same day. Who knows? Um you know, and just recently in eastern Kentucky, they've got the floods. Um, and so, so many people have been impacted. And even people from Mayfield, because of their experience, are like, we've got to help them. Because we know how that feels to lose yeah. your community. And so, um, coming from a mental health background, I know that everybody deals with trauma and difficult situations in different ways. Yeah. You have some people that are like, eh, it was just, you know, natural disaster. It can happen anytime. Uh, where other people are struggling and going back to work, afraid to let their children go back to school. Uh, kids are afraid to go to school when it's raining outside or storming. Um, people are afraid when, you know, the skies are cloudy. You know, we've talked to several people that are just, you know, they get a little bit uh, of that hypervigilance just when they start, you know, seeing the skies turn gray. A lot of people have shared with us difficulty in going to sleep at night, especially, like, in the last week. How many severe weather threats have we had at nighttime? Yeah, trauma-informed care is absolutely important, and what are y'all doing in this amazing putting boots on the ground, going out to people? I know I've never dealt with tornado trauma, but trauma in my past, it uh, it was something I didn't want to talk about. So for a long time, I didn't, and as long as I didn't, it was it was it was it wasn't going anywhere until I, I faced it. And, yeah, you know, did the the proper things necessary, therapy, a lot of other things. You know, and it, sometimes I know for me, I didn't want to admit that something was bothering me that bad. You know, I just wanted to be like, oh, it happened. It's okay. It's everything's going to be, 
be fine, but on the inside was that I was severely triggered at times from certain situations, and so it's it's always difficult, I think, to but going out to people and and meeting them in their home has to has I mean that's so so wonderful what y'all are doing because mm-hmm. it is important that we try to help. I mean, there's no way you can almost go through that kind of devastation and not have some type of trauma from it. Because if you didn't lose somebody, your neighbors did, you lost your home. You've lo- I mean, those are big, big, big things to happen in a very short period of time. So I'm sure it's just amazing what some of those people have went through. Yeah, and, you know, I tell people I am not a resident of um, Graves County. I actually reside in McCracken County, but I work in Mayfield. And, you know, just previous to the tornado I remember I was leaving work one afternoon and Mayfield is has always been just a a quaint little town you know so Mm -hmm. much history there in those buildings and there was some beautiful older homes and you know it's kind of like playing in my imagination like man I'd love to live in that house right there that big wraparound porch man and I'm a fall seasonal person so I was like, oh, you know, in my mind thinking, man, if I had that, you know, house, I'd do this and that and pumpkins everywhere. And then um, on December 11th, when we um, went into Mayfield, those homes were gone. You know, and the courthouse, you know, um, it's still there, um, but structurally, we know that it's going to have to be tore down. The Hall Hotel, City Hall, um, the um, the Water and Electric Company, you know, just everything. You know, and I think that is what was so devastating for Mayfield um, in particular because it wasn't just homes. It wasn't, you know, rural area. Like, it went through the middle of the town. And so, uh, as well as other communities. Uh, we'll be right back. Did you know that recovery from substance use disorder and mental health go hand in hand? That is why the caring and compassionate mental health professionals at Four Rivers Behavioral Health in Paducah are here to help you find your balance. They are proud of you for making the changes necessary to live a healthier life and would love to see you reach your full potential. Give them a call at 270-442-7121 or stop by the downtown location at 425 Broadway in Paducah, Kentucky. Our community is in the process of healing. While we rebuild physically, it's important not to neglect our mental health. Common responses to traumatic events can include grief, anxiety, depression, trouble sleeping, or even fear. These feelings are normal reactions. When these feelings become too hard to manage on your own, consider calling the 24-hour crisis line at 1-800-592-3980. Help is just a call away. You know, and then, like in Marshall County, Cambridge Shores, you know, anybody that's been out on the lake is, you know, seeing those, if you're out on a boat, you look at those beautiful homes, and I remember the first time that I went to Marshall County, and went through uh, Cambridge Shores, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine, you know, um, just that devastation. And one day prior to Project Recovery, 
Stephen and I were assisting um, with emergency operations. Uh, they had an emergency operation meeting every morning, which started like December 11th. And um, Department of Homeland Security, FEMA, Red Cross, emergency management, state and local, and first responders, everybody went to that meeting. And every day they would give us like a map of areas to walk to, check on people, and, um, you know, make sure that people were getting their first, you know, um, immediate needs met, food, shelter, water. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And we were driving. Um, there's a road in Mayfield, Pritchett Road, and we were driving down that. And, of course, it, you know, everybody had pretty much left um, after the tornado. And we were driving down the road, and I stopped, and he was like, what are you doing? I said, there's driveways, and there's no homes. Mm-hmm. Where did the homes go, Stephen? And it was just like, wow, wind did this. Yeah. I was up. Uh I transported a, a person to um, Dawson Springs, and his house was standing in the field next to him. Same tornado, you know, it was on the mm-hmm. ground forever. It was at least 15 empty concrete pads. I mean, it was just, I was like, man, that's that's horrible. Oh, yeah. I, like you said, it's hit so many communities. I happen to be from Muhlenberg County. I was with my mom in Central City when it and they said there's this huge tornado in Mayfield, and I was worried about people there. I didn't realize it was going to stay on the ground until it, it reached Muhlenberg County. I don't think anybody did. And it just kept going. It was just this huge tornado that just 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 stayed on the ground forever. And I know that in Bremen, where I'm from, the people are dealing with the same stuff that Mayfield's. And that's a small community, but it hit, it hit the middle of what Bremen was, it was a little small town, but I mean, it went right, right straight through the middle of it. And it did Dawson Springs too. That was the first time I've been to Dawson. It's, yeah, it's, same it's, as Casey. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just so d- widespread devastation that it's affected so many people in this uh, this side of the state. <clears throat> it's just uh, it's sad, and but it it is great work that Kentucky has been doing to try to help people with this stuff. You know, yeah, recovery. Yeah, I know that. Like like you like you said, Danielle about meeting their immediate needs was the priority at first and and then trying to deal with what comes after that is so important i know that like in recovery the meetings really help me it's being around other people who've lived through the same thing and that's the same for mental health issues and trauma and anybody who's been through this whether it be a flood or tornado um steven have you been boots on the ground going door to door what's been your experience with that yeah so um I remember that, you know, just early in the night, like, they, the, you know, the news had been telling us about a storm coming, but, you know, how many times have we been told those kind of things throughout these years mm-hmm. and that, oh, something's coming, you yeah. know, be careful, be mindful, and we never expect something like that to get, that's going to happen. So, you know, just from, you know, my personal experience, uh, you know, I was at home and I was with my mother and had her in the closet and stuff like that. And I, the power went out with a boom. It wasn't just like normal power go out. It was it was intense, and the the, the the just you know the power you could feel outside, and you know in the house the pressure. Um, Danielle called me pretty quick um, after that had happened to check on me, and uh, I had to get into town because I have a lot of family. Well, first I went to the Fuller Center to check on them, which I had to go the long way around because you couldn't go through town. 
and to uh, see how it what was going on over there. Because even the phones, you couldn't even make phone calls very much. Like you would lose calls. The, just everything. There was nothing going on. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to get my my biggest concern was my sister that was under her house with my niece and her boyfriend. Um, they were they were stuck, and she was like she was telling my mom, "Mom, I have about thirteen percent battery." And like kind of like you were talking about uh, down in Dawson, how that fella's house was still there, but everything else was gone. Um, my sister's house in her neighborhood, majority of the houses were destroyed, but yet her house was, what had been picked up and sat back down. And there was so much space, like between the outside walls, you could look like that much space and see outside. But um, um, just just to uh, just to live in that community and grow up there and to uh, see how well everybody had come together, the entire community, people from not that that weren't from around here came and just was willing to lend a hand. Uh, for the first few months, you could go to any corner and get a hot meal from somebody cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can get clothes and shelter and things like that. But um, just to, uh, you know, how many times we go and somebody asks us, hey, how are you doing? No, I'm doing good. And that's just the normal thing that comes out of your mouth. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, just, it's like instinct. It just happens. And uh, really, you know, they're not doing too well on the inside. And I can relate big time on not wanting to reach out for help or, or you know, want to be tough and say that everything's okay. Um, and a lot of these people, they, they don't want to come up to a mental health center and get help. They don't want to, you know, call these numbers or they feel like they're, you know, begging or they're, you know, you know being a mooch. and Don't want to bother someone. Don't, don't want to bother someone mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and one of the biggest concerns with the guys. He was trapped for hours, you know, hours at the candle factory, hours crunched up like a ball trapped for hours. And this man feels like he, any help that this child comes is what he feels like he is bothering somebody and he feels like he, he's not a beggar. He wants to get it himself. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough for the guy, for people out there when you talk with them and, and they're just on guard. They don't want to talk. They don't want to open up. They don't know me, you know, uh, some people do know me, you know, but <clears throat> I had a lot of family that lived there. You know, we had, and then we had like nine people at my mom's house, a two bedroom house, because my sister's house was destroyed. My brothers, two of my brothers, they had to leave their place with their entire family, and uh, it was just, it was, uh, it was, I guess what you would say like a bittersweet type deal. It was horrible what had happened, but the, just to see the God working through everybody in the entire community after that happened. Um, uh, I'm sure people are, are going to leave Mayfield and never come back, you know, just because, you know, you look everywhere and it's just still, still, you know, yeah. eight months eight, eight months out and there's still just rubble everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a long way to go. The good thing is, is um, I try not to drive through downtown Mayfield because I know everybody's working. Um, so I hate to get in somebody's way when they're trying to be productive. And I'm looking. But um, I did notice the other night that there are new homes being built. And Mm -hmm. um, I've sat in some community meetings and um, heard of the future plans. And I'm, like, getting excited now. You know, it Mm – things will change for every community. Um, Even at Cambridge Shores, I've noticed that there are new homes being built or they're in the process. Um, you know, and they, they go to uh, the river counties every week and do their group. And so there is growth and, and there is rebuild. Um, 
you know, and I think there's just so much resiliency in all of these communities um, because they are smaller communities, you know, and so we, a lot of people, they have these ideas that big city living is cool and there's so much to do, but we do have that treasure of small community living. And I think in a situation um, to that scale of that uh, December 10th tornado, we have seen so many people coming together and uh, just an outpouring from across the entire country of people um, sending love and supplies. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch. And you know, in the other meetings when they're talking about rebuild and stuff like this and ideas of, of things to come, like I'm getting excited because sometimes, you know, as humans, much like we don't like to admit that we aren't having a good day. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, hey, how you doing? Oh, we're fine. Um, when we know we're not. Um, we, we are also uncomfortable with change. <coughs> But so many people have talked about how change, um, you know, kind of seeing the silver lining, um, focusing on growth of these communities where so many people have moved off to to go live in Nashville or somewhere bigger, or even Paducah. Um, But what can we do to bring people here? What can we do to attract people to want to come here? And so I'm getting excited about all this talk and ideas that people are sharing. I can't wait to see what the future holds um, in that aspect. Um, But it's going to take time. But like I said, that's trauma. Um, And it just takes time. It's uh, sad to me, but also, you know, feels good. When you see something terrible happen, that's when people come together the most. And and I I wish that it didn't take something terrible to happen for people to come together like that. But I'm glad that at least they do in those those situations. Uh, And relating it a little more to recovery, I know that... um, you know, it's the people talking, saying you don't want to talk about it and things like that. It's that stuff that we don't talk about, that we don't work through, that we don't get off our chest or try to um, relate to someone else about that can cause us to use and because we don't know how to cope with it, to self-medicate, uh, to ignore it, to try and push it down. And so that's why I think it's so important for us to to get that, to work through those things, to be honest about how, what we're dealing with and how we feel because other people feel the same way. You know, mm-hmm. you're not alone in feeling that way and dealing with that, especially when it's something like this or the tornado. So many people have been affected in the exact same way and but other people might just feel like I'm alone in feeling this way or they're ashamed of feeling this way because someone else close to them doesn't feel that way, you know? I know with... With me, I was always like, well, it wasn't that bad for me. Some people got it, had it way worse. Mm-hmm. I don't have any right to feel this way. That's the, the, the thought processes that go through my head. It's not about what happened. It's just about what happened to me and how I wasn't dealing with it. And it doesn't, trauma's different for everybody. So it's just being out there and, and trying to do better, you know, and trying to help people is so important. And y'all, like I said, y'all doing a great job with boots on the ground, try, trying to get out there and help people. And, um, and like you said, it's it's unfortunate it takes something bad for, for people to come together. I'm just glad people still do come together. I mean, sometimes out of the worst things, some of the most beautiful things happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's a way life works sometimes. And um, 
I know Mayfield will come back and they, they, they'll be strong. You know, it's they're going to lose some iconic buildings, you know. But uh, the community to come, come together, I've seen it, you know. And mm-hmm. the, 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 I get to go out there for different reasons through work sometimes. So I see yeah. the community coming together. So I, I know that we're going to make it through it. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? Here at Turning Point, we don't want you to ever be lonely either. That's why we're open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. Hello, everybody. You want to know something? My biggest issue with meetings is despite their name, they're never about me. Here at Turning Point, all of our meetings are for you and about you. We have meetings at least three times a day, seven days a week. We are located at 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky. Call 270-444-3621 for more information. And like you were saying, um, you know, survival skill, uh, survivors, excuse me, uh, survivor's guilt is a real thing. You know, so many people. Well, you know, I just I just lost my car, but they lost their home. They lost loved ones. You know, they don't, you know, um, maybe their place of employment, you know, it was totally destroyed. But, I mean, I'm fine. Right. Maybe they probably need some help. You know, and we've heard that um, from all different directions coming at us. Um you know, and another thing um, that I wanted to bring up um, is a big thing that a lot of people didn't think about. Like I said, my background's in mental health, um, specializing in um, substance use disorders. But when this happened, I know for me, I was like, oh, no. Kind of like how COVID, uh, the pandemic mm-hmm. and the lockdown impacted so many people in um, addiction uh, recovery I was like people will find a way to cope yes. with that trauma Yeah. and so um, you know we have seen so many people that have experienced um, some setback um, because of um, the tornado and loss of or just looking at their community just feeling overwhelmed not knowing what to do, and so that was a big issue. Um, and I, th- I don't think that that got talked about as much as probably what I was thinking or you were thinking about. But I know we had had several conversations when we were out on the street going door to door, like, man, we really need to talk to these people and um, try to get them some help. And we have some people that have, um, you know, uh, said that they entered into treatment. Um, you know, they realized that they had made some irrational or poor decisions mm-hmm. that when they should have reached out for help. They isolated, closed the door, and um, returned to that old way of coping. I know we, we were operating a QRT team along with the Mayfield Police Department mm-hmm. prior to the, the tornado it is just now we're getting the data again because, you know, the police department was destroyed. I mean, it was just absolutely yes. destroyed. Um, and overdose, you know, there was a lot of overdoses in, in 
luckily there wasn't many overdose fatalities, but the overdoses were definitely up after the after the tone. We just sure. recently got that data, so yeah. and, I, and I hate to say it, but you know, we all knew it was going to the data was going to be, up, you know, an uptick from because people are going to find a way to deal with with the trauma one way or another. Either they're going to talk to people if you suffer from substance use disorder. It's a strong likelihood of return to use if you're the place where you went to meetings was, you know, the I know the church there that had meetings in it. It, it, it didn't make it. One of them did not, not make it through it. And say how many churches were destroyed in Mason? Like said, they got a lot. Seventeen or plus, seventeen wow. plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's and, like one of, yeah, one of those being a, a big, mm-hmm. you know, place for an area meeting. Mm-hmm. Like. <clears throat> One of the biggest things, like I'm a person who's in recovery, mm-hmm. like recovery, recovery, like our kind of recovery, I guess, yeah. like substance use. Yes. I suffer from substance use disorder. Um, and it was a lot of things. I was trying to fill a void of loneliness. Mm-hmm. It was a big thing for me. I felt so alone. And now with the recovery from this natural disaster, a lot of these people feel so alone. And, and like I believe that's one of our biggest goals, to, to let this community know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And even though like uh, I would have my mother, my brothers and sisters, and things like that were trying to help me heal or help me stop using, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't enough. So I, I know there's always more we can do, but that, that, that feel of loneliness and despair that these people are feeling, and uh, we just want to let them know that they're not alone. You know, and I'm yeah. sure there's more we can do. There's always more we can do, and uh, sometimes we get a little complacent. But um, th- that that is like the biggest thing I want these people to know is that they're not they're not alone. And some people don't do good in a group setting, like a support group mm-hmm. meeting. They don't want to come. They do better one on one. They do better on the phone. Um, we hear people that you know, if it was storming uh, or bad weather outside, we would try to get inside. You know, we know people that run outside. They don't want to be trapped again. They'll go mm-hmm. outside and they'd rather get soaking wet and be able to watch what's coming or even get, you know, anything worse happen to them rather than being inside of a structure uh, where they know, where, where their mind is telling them they're not safe, you know. And one of the best things about um, having the, the weekly support groups is, you know, we do have a healthy group of people that have pretty much been coming since day one. Um, and we've you know, gotten to know them, and we can laugh and, and cut up with one another now. Um, but aside from addressing just their mental health, uh, you know, so many people that have experienced trauma know that anxiety and that fear of uh, is a big part of that um, trauma and, you know, a key symptom that a lot of people experience. So now in... Um, recent weeks we've started kind of changing the direction and and focusing more on uh, positive coping skills learning how to use uh, some grounding when you feel uh, unsafe or you are watching you know the news and see that you know weather alert flash through and recognizing that weather is just a natural part of our daily lives Um, we can't control it the only thing that we can do is prepare for and make sure that we have a a plan in place and you know healthy communications with family and loved ones who are we going to call where are we going to go I always say uh, you can't just have plan a and b we need a a b c and d and e sometimes even um 
But um, on Facebook, there uh, somebody, a group of people had created a tornado page, and I know I share a lot on there. Throw out, you know, if you're feeling anxious, here's some coping skills to practice, or you know, make sure you bring a grab a friend, come to our meeting, and so. Um, I like being able to have that ability to just work through project recovery and just kind of have that laid back, um, you know, environment to where we can, you know, talk one-on-one with people and, you know, pick up the phone and call them, email, um, you know, or, or meet them right on their front porch. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you guys are still doing these support groups. Can you tell us a little bit about where they are, what when they are, what all you guys offer? I, you, I think you guys do child care and have interpreters and stuff like that. Yeah, well, Spanish. Uh, Stephen here is our um, Spanish speaking <laughs> guru. Um, at the beginning of this, Mayfield uh, has a large uh, Hispanic population, and uh, so we were grateful to grab him and uh, utilize his skills, Um, but also because he is a Mayfield resident. So, you know, so many people would be out walking and people, hey, Steve-O, I'm like, (laughs) you know everybody? (laughs) But um, so we have our weekly support group. It's held at the Graves County Baptist Association uh, on Cuba Road. A lot of people are familiar with, like, his house uh, ministries. It's just right past his house. Um, they also have a group at the Casey Methodist Church yeah, every week. Highway 94. And then also at the St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Marshall County right. uh, every week. And we do, um, we have numerous crisis counselors there. Um, and so if somebody says, oh, well, I can't make it because I have kids, I always say, bring your kids. You know, Stephen. Um, we can play we kickball have, with the kids. Yeah, we have a kickball in the car. We're yeah. we're prepped. We can always yeah. uh, find ways to occupy a child's mind, or <laughs> if that child is experiencing, you know, some difficulties at all, bring them. We can speak with them one on one and and try to help them as well if they're not appropriate to sit in the uh, adult group. So uh, we invite anybody and everybody, and I always say bring a neighbor, grab a friend, anybody that you know, because uh, I know how it is to walk into a group, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, that's an uncomfortable feeling. I don't know what this is. I don't know who's in here. I don't know oh, the environment. So bring somebody with you. Uh, we are uh, going to be in active deployment through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They have extended it out, which is a great thing. Uh, so we will um, be making plans for that anniversary date, I know. Um, hopefully that we'll have something truly awesome to uh, have for this community on that anniversary date in all of the communities. And aside from us, there's also project recoveries in the other areas, Dawson Springs, Bowling Green, um so if anybody out there is wanting some information you can go to the facebook page uh project recovery kentucky and uh see posts from us and the different uh groups that are happening throughout um west kentucky that was impacted by the tornadoes that's awesome definitely thanks for all the work y'all have done and are doing it's uh i know it's tough work and i know it's 
I know that type of work is just as is, you know, it can be just as taxing on 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 the people doing it as sure. sometimes the people we're helping. So, yeah. so uh, awesome. We, you know, everybody's real, real real proud of y'all for for getting Thank out there you. and doing the things yes. you do. And we appreciate y'all for having us here. Yep. Yeah, glad you came on. All right, well, we're on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe. Our audio versions are on podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify. So check us out and stay grateful. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270 You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible.